Now, since we are talking about middleweights, yes, Art, Hector, Maddie, Johnny, got to bring up the, the best middleweight of our of the modern era. And now in that little cinnamon, talking about Gennady Ganelovich Golovkin, Triple G. now listening to the Drink Beer and Bullshit Podcast. In a world of podcasts, five guys dare to discuss the peculiar, the terrifying, the unknown, and probably a lot of sports and beer. Stay tuned. It's about to get crazy. The Drink Beer and Bullshit Podcast. And now your hosts, Swish, Rigo, Medi, Art, and Johnny. Now let's get started here. A little bit about myself. I am from the Lone Star State. That is the great state of Texas. For all you uh, northerners that don't know what the Lone Star State is. I am originally from Washington, so no, I am not a Cowboys fan. I am a Seahawks fan. I am from Washington State. I have to throw State out there because, like Swish said, a lot of people confuse it with Washington, D.C. So, I am officially now from Texas, still a Seahawks fan. I have a... uh, background in criminal justice and I am skeptical I want to believe but seeing is believing to me and I'm extremely skeptical about the paranormal ghosts so forth Um, but if it is true I'm not sure if I want to see that so I am skeptical I believe in the biological damn it Bigfoot has a chance of being real so, on that note, uh, Swish gave you a little bit of flavor on his first video about uh, some of the stuff that we'll be covering. Um, he covered some uh, some paranormal, some ghost experiences that he had when he was younger. Um, that is that is something that we'll be covering. Uh, like I said, we'll be covering a plethora of things. Um, but after this past weekend, um, I'm going to have to change it up a little bit and go uh, talk about a little bit of the sweet science, some boxing. Uh, I grew up uh, watching boxing with my parents, with my family, my whole family actually, and just a big fan of the sweet science. You know, there's uh, there's nothing you can appreciate more. It's just two guys going at it and fighting the Mexican style me being Mexican of course uh, I I appreciate that that style Um, but before we move on with that I'd like to uh, 
you know, we lost a, we lost a great one this past weekend. Uh, marvelous Marvin Hagler, Hall of Famer, uh, passed away at the young age of 66 years old. Um, had great fights, you know, gave us, uh, uh, fights against Hearns, Duran, Leonard. Um, this is a guy that he fought everybody, didn't duck nobody. Um, and every time that he came to fight, you, you knew what you were going to get. It was, uh, it was going to be a war. He wasn't going to run. He wasn't going to dance. He was, uh, he was going to let you have it. He was going to, he was going to go on the, on your shield, as they say, you know, especially nowadays with all these prima donnas, these, uh, insta-famous, TikTok-famous boxers that are more worried about um, what the social media people, influencers, or whatever you want to call them, uh, think about themselves. You know, these guys were fighters. Um, there's nothing better than, than uh, especially the middleweights back in the late 70s, mid-80s. And he was one of the great ones. Uh, 62 wins, 52 of them by knockout. I mean, one of the highest knockout percentages of, of all time. You know, he was, um, he was just a great fighter and, and he will be missed champ. He rest in peace. Now, since we are talking about middleweights, yes, Art, Hector, Medi, Johnny, got to bring up the, the best middleweight of our of the modern era and knowing that little cinnamon talking about Gennady Ganalovich Golovkin Triple G the Kaz assassin now that is the, one of the most avoided fighters of all time he had an, an outstanding Amateur record, over 300 fights, over 300 wins. Um, silver medalist, turned pro, and just started knocking everybody out. And he's not hes not a big middleweight. He's, he looks more like a natural middleweight. He could probably, he probably could have shrunk down to, to you know, light middleweight or junior middleweight. And fought there and just destroyed everybody. But he was destroying everybody in middleweight. And again, no one wanted to fight him. And I know everybody, not everybody, but some some people and really think Canelo is a better fighter. And, and I'll give you that. Canelo is a good fighter. But one of the things that I hate is the politics of boxing. And that's kind of, I think, what dirties the water a little bit. But, and I don't know if. I used to think it was Oscar De La Hoya's promotional company that was really hurting uh, Canelo's image. It seemed like he was sugar-picking everybody because when no one wanted to fight Golovkin, he fought everybody. Everybody who lined up, everybody who who would take a shot at him, he, he would fight him. Um, now, i give you an example. Canelo beat Cotto, and he beat him at a catch weight. Cotto had the WBC middleweight belt. Canelo still didn't come up completely to 160. It was a catchweight for that belt. And for those of you who don't know what a catchweight is, they fought, I think they might have fought at 155. I'm not 100% sure. Um, 
but he beat him. And he did beat him. I, I saw that fight, and I thought it, it was close, but he beat him. So the mandatory at that time for the WBC was Golovkin. Now, for whatever reason, the WBC is always bending over backwards for Canelo. So they said, okay, you know what? You don't have to fight him right away. You can fight it. You can, you can have a few other fights. Uh, but by the he won it in 2015, and like by mid-2016, you're going to have to fight Golovkin. So that was it. Started going into negotiations. And then what did Canelo do? Instead of fighting him, he vacated that belt. And if that's not ducking, I don't know what it is, because that is the definition of ducking. You give up your championship belt not to fight this guy? I can't think of another reason why he would. He wasn't injured. He continued to fight. He just would not fight Golovkin. Now, like I said, Golovkin is a monster. He has 41 wins with 36 KOs. So that is the all-time best knockout percentage, just under 90%. Okay, and so he kept fighting since Canelo wouldn't fight him. Um, Canelo kept on building his reputation, starting to becoming the face of boxing. And Golovkin could just fight with who, who he could fight. You know, and a lot of people say that, uh, oh, Kell Brook exposed him. You know, Kell Brooks was a great fighter. He was one of the pound-for-pound pound greats at that time. He was 36-0 when he came up in weight to fight Golovkin. And everybody says, oh, you know, Kell Brook gave you the blueprint on how to beat him. You know, he pushed him to his limits. Now, maybe for a couple of rounds, I remind everybody, they stopped that fight after five rounds. Because Golovkin literally, literally broke Kelbrook's face. Broke it. And it was never, he was never the same fighter after that. So, I don't know if what you want to call that the blueprint, but maybe the blueprint to get your face broken into, but... Anyways. Back to the story. After that happened, Golovkin fights this next mandatory, which is Daniel Jacobs. Now, Daniel Jacobs puts up a good fight. And a lot of people said that fight was close. but And that Daniel Jacobs did a great job against him. But Daniel Jacobs got knocked down. And the only thing that was different is that that fight went the distance. The first time anybody had taken Golovkin the distance. He still won, he still won that fight. Uh, I think a, it was eight rounds to four. Is that close? I don't know, I guess it's closer than the other fights had been. So, now, Golovkin's starting to show a little bit of his age. Now, Canelo wants to fight him. Alright? So, before you get me going on Canelo Triple G1, that was not a draw. I'm sorry. I think I've had, like, one person try to argue with me that that was a draw. That was, that was a Golovkin win. And not even, I mean, it wasn't a shutout. It wasn't like 120 to 108, but man, that was, that was, at the very least, it was 160, I'm sorry, yeah, I guess at the very, at the very most, it was 116, 112, but 117, 118, Golovkin, that was, all, all Canelo did was run that whole fight. You know, he did catch Golovkin with the with a few punches, but he walked right through him. Now I'll give you this. I'll give Canelo this. He he does have a good chin. Golovkin caught him a few times. And uh 
and he was able to stay up. Most people don't, or most other fighters don't, I should say. Um, but a draw, come on. And and the other thing that pissed me off before that even that whole fight even kicked off, Canelo is so arrogant. Golovkin has what, like four belts, I think, at that time, right? The only one he didn't have was the WBO, and. They did like a 70-30 split. That's what Golovkin settled for. Canelo getting 70. He was the challenger, not the champion. Uh, Because that was the only way he could get him to fight him. And then Canelo would not concede on the ring walk. He made the champion come out first. And the challenger came out second, which was him in the ring walk. Being the last guy out out of the locker room. Come on. A champion walks out last. I don't care who the challenger is. That was little things like that. You know, uh, Golovkin was always humble. Always, uh, you know, gave respect. And don't get me wrong, I used to like Canelo, but it was, like like I said, I don't know if it was him or Oscar. I know there's some business to to boxing, but it just kind of left a little bit of sour taste in my mouth. And then... And then a draw? Come on. Alright, so then draw happens. What's next? The automatic rematch, right? Coming up. Oh, tainted meat, right? Can I test positive for steroids? That big old shredded physique he had, you know, cost him that fight. So they had to reschedule it. Golovkin, I mean, uh, uh, Golovkin moves on, fights some nobody. And because now because of Canelo having to push back and Golovkin not wanting to lose another another fighting opportunity, he fought somebody else. Now the IBF had a mandatory, which was Dervinchenko, right? So Golovkin was supposed to fight Dervinchenko, but he was also at that time in negotiations to fight with Canelo. So. Canelo's his big rival. That's who he wants. He wants the big fights. The fights that are going to cement his legacy. So he, he he gave up his IBF belt, not fighting Dervinchenko. So that's why he lost that IBF. Right? So that fight with Canelo was finally made. And that was a great fight. So it goes from a draw, if you want to call it that, to a very close fight, razor thin, and... I am a Golovkin fan. I think Canelo won that fight. I do. Um, he completely changed his he changed his mentality. He stopped trying to fight off the back foot, which Canelo never did before. But I think he was wasn't sure about the power that Golovkin had, and um, and that didn't work the first fight. I think with him changing his style, if he would have thought he won that first fight like he says he did, he would have stayed with that style. But. He knew that he knew he lost that first fight and he had to change it. And he came after him. Now that fight was close. I had Canelo winning, uh, 115 to 113. Uh, if they would have said a draw, I would have been okay with that. Because uh, certain rounds were so tight. If they would have said Golovkin won by that same score, I would have been okay with that too. It was it was razor thin. So draw, razor thin decision for. Uh, Canelo and now Canelo doesn't want to fight him again I mean he knew he was in a war 
I mean, that's what fans want to see. They want to see those close fights. They want to see, you know, the rubber match, the trilogy, when the fights are that close. You know, uh, one of our hosts here, Art, I'm calling you out. He he says he'd rather see Canelo fight other people. Who's Canelo fighting? Canelo hasn't fought no one uh, since then. You know what? I'll give him Colm Smith. Because I thought Colm Smith was the the best middleweight in that in that uh, super. I'm sorry, the best super middleweight in that division, and he beat him. He destroyed him. I'll give him that. Um, but the super middleweights is weak, and Canelo cherry picks. Whatever you want to think. I'll give you another example. The middleweights division at 160, it is stacked with talent. You got Golovkin there, who gave him his 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 greatest fights or his toughest fights. I know he has a loss to Mayweather, but that wasn't a tough fight. Mayweather is one of, first of all, was Canelo was not ready. He was he was too young at the time, and Mayweather schooled him, ran from him the whole time, and just pointed him up one by points. So, like I say, Mayweather is one of the greatest boxers of our time that never had a great fight. He's just that's just not his style, right? His he's his style is just to, to run and, and hit you and you can't hit him. I know that's part of boxing, but that's boring fighting. So anyways, the middleweights are stacked with with talent. You know, you have Golovkin, you have Charlo, who's a beast there. Uh, Dervinchenko, who's, you know, who's proven now. Um, you got Boo Boo Andrade in there, who's a, is a probably not one of the the best matchups you'd want to have uh, but but he is a champion he's been a champion for a little while uh, you got youngsters coming up you got Munguia there who I don't know I think all of those guys knock him out though he gets he needs to work on his defense a little bit um, and 168 who do you got you know Benavides is the only guy that is a huge power puncher but let me let me set this up a little bit better why I think Canelo cherry picks. So before he said he wanted legacy fights, right? He wanted fights to cement his his legacy, to cement his career. He didn't care about straps. That's why he gave up the WBC. That's why after winning uh, the WBO from Golovkin, I'm sorry, not the the, the WBA from Golovkin. He got stripped from it because I forgot who he didn't fight. Now, I think that was more Oscar than on him, um, but that was his excuse. He didn't. He didn't. Uh, he didn't need the belts. To him, to him, the belts were nothing. To him, were he wanted the legacy fights, the tough fights, the fights that fans want to see. Hey, buddy, we want to see the Golovkin fight, right? Before he gets too old, before Mayweather-Pacquiao when it happened like five years too late. And, you know, Golovkin's getting up there in age. And in boxing, you age quick, man. So, he wants legacy fights, right? Never cared about the belts. Now, all of a sudden, he has a division that's weak. It's weak from top to bottom. And now you ask him, oh, I want to unify. I want to get all the belts. That's what's important to him. You know, then they ask him about Benavides, who's probably the toughest challenger left in the middle, in the super middleweight division. What's his response? Uh, well, he don't have a belt. You know, I want the belts. He doesn't have a belt. I'm not going to fight him. And what surprised me is it was an interview. And, and he corrected himself 
uh, you know, he kind of talked his way back out of it. But they asked him, well, how about if Benavides fights Plant? And then, uh, you, you know, you fight him after Billy Joe Saunders. He said, well, you know, I don't know. That's something that we would we would have to figure it out. I was like, what do you mean something you have to figure out? You just said you want all the belts. Now, all of a sudden, you have a, a, an actual challenge and some guy who's going to pose a challenge to you and you got to see. His same response was if Golovkin moved up to, and got one of the belts. It's, I don't know. We'll see. Now, Golovkin looked good the last fight that he had. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping there's some rumors that if, which I think he will, Canelo will get past Billy Joe Saunders and I hope he knocks out Billy Joe Saunders. That's a guy that I, I can't stand even, even less than Canelo. So, and then he fights Plant in September that he would fight Golovkin in December. But I got a feeling he's going to make Golovkin come up to 168. And like I said, Golovkin's not a very big guy. He's a natural middleweight that he might slow down some at 168. If, and I think Canelo will fight him at that. I don't think he'll come down to 160. Uh, maybe a catch weight, but that wouldn't benefit Golovkin. But uh, Canelo holds all the cards here, unfortunately. So if that happens, you know... Great, but I think Golovkin turns 39 or 40 this year. Shit, I don't. I'm not. I'm not sure. It might be a little, a little too late on that. So I'll give him credit when he stops making excuses and he fights the people that are out there. Right? He went up to what light heavyweight to fight Kovalov, who's like what 116 years old, and there are some monsters at what at. At light heavy at 175, what do you do? Vacated the belt because he cherry picks, right? He cherry picks, man. Until he fights, he, until he fights top notch competition consistently, like rest in peace, Marvin Hagler. Then I'll crown him. Until then, I ain't drinking that Kool Aid, man. This has been a Swish Made production. Remember to follow us on social media.